There is hope for us yet We are young, we are I am Holly Whitaker, and I am Laura McCowan, and this is Home Podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Morning. You sound like shit. Do I? You sound like just tired. I am just tired. Yeah, I went to bed at like 10 and then I woke up at, um, no, not even 10, like 10.30 and I woke up at um, 3 and then I started working and I um, was like, fuck this. And I went back yeah. to sleep and I woke up uh, just before this. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I that thing, that thing you post sometimes on Instagram, every woman in me is tired or it's all the women tired. in me are tired. All the women <laughs> yeah, in me are tired. Nahira Wahid <laughs> poem. Oh, all the women in me are tired. Yeah. So, um, but it's okay. Like I keep on telling myself I go to Rome in like um, five weeks and I just see like, know. you know, five weeks of like, I can hang I can keep doing this and so yes um so yeah but I did sleep in this morning it was good not enough um so yeah how are you doing I'm good I'm good I just got back from yoga my I've gone to what what's the date today it's like the 20 um Sixth or twenty fourth, mm-hmm. and I've gone twenty days out of twenty four. That's amazing. It feels so, so good. Oh my god, that is amazing. And are they ninety minute classes or Baptist classes? Ninety minute classes or they? They're either seventy five or ninety. Okay, and is it, it flow? It's flow, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's very pretty... hot. Um, What's what very... like a hundred or more? No, not quite. It's not like. Bikram hot yeah it's just it's hot though and she has these awesome things these two little things that she puts at the front of the room that create steam mm-hmm. and it's not like hot steam it's just it's just so and I I plant myself right next to those things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I drip 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 the whole time it's great yeah I know I love that's why I loved Bikram so much I started going to a hot yoga studio again um, just because I miss that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's good when you want that. It's nothing's like it. You know, you can't. Well, and you start craving t- it too. Like, mm-hmm. um, just that, like, uh, the, like the purging of like all of that Purge. shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You leave yeah, it on like the mat. sweating out of the, there's, I love when you're in certain poses and you can feel it. You look at body parts that are, <laughs> that don't usually sweat and they're sweating, you know, like deep pools of sweat in my wrists and my, um, I always look like when you're in down dog, I always look at my, sh- my shins and they're just dripping now and yeah. it's so great. Yeah. Yeah. It is really great. It is. Um, so I'm good. Awesome. I'm right after this and we'll go right up to the time I have to pick up my girl. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a check-in today. We kind of already started, but we're doing a check-in yeah. <laughs> with, uh, we've done these before, mm-hmm. and we'll do check-in on work and love and sobriety and home, like home life. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love doing these. I do too. It's so because it's easy because we're just talking about ourselves. And um, we don't have to, like, think about anything topical or draw points together or, you know. It's not an interview. interview. And we have tons of interviews coming up. So many. Yes. And really good ones. Which is awesome. Yeah. So let's start with you. Which topic do we want to start with? You said you want to start with work? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. That's what I had written first. Why Why don't you go first and catch us up on what's going on with your work life? Oh, my gosh. My work life is so, <laughs> so strange and wonderful uh, for, you know, people that haven't been following along. I quit my job. It, this is this will be my fourth week of my new life, new work life, new life all around. And so I my work life used to look like I trekked to Boston every day um, and did the did the grinds, um, and I have for four weeks, um, been at home or just around, um, coffee shops, lots of coffee Has shops. It already been four weeks? Uh-huh. Really? I know. I know. It's, um, I feel like, so I'm in this, I'm definitely in a honeymoon period where I, you know, I'm giving myself permission to not, to really slow down. It's hard, mm-hmm. um, as you know, but I, mm-hmm. I am respecting like my body's rhythms way more than I'm comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Like if I want to take a nap, I take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I'm just really listening to what my body wants and, uh, how much sleep I want to get and what I want to eat and totally respecting that, which is, something we don't get to do in our lives. Yeah. You know, really very few periods in my life when I got to do that. I mean, one of them was when I was pregnant. Um, although it wasn't totally like that because I still was working at a job and, you know, but there are very few periods of time in our lives where we get to do this. So I'm taking it. Well, (laughs) but I do, but we, don't you feel like you, I mean, it's also, there are ways to respect what your body's saying if you have a job. Totally. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is this bubble of time, I, I gave myself specifically permission to not worry about making income Yeah. for, I, I gave myself the month and might yeah. extend beyond that, <laughs> but not to do, not to, to just be yeah. and not worry about the fact that I'm not producing income. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It is. That part it's is. so it's Ooh. so scary. I've never done it ever, yeah. ever, yeah. ever, ever. It's weird to not, not have it since coming I was, in. <laughs> yeah, not since I was literally 15 have I not done something to produce, you know, to work in yeah. terms of, I mean, I'm working, but I'm not, nothing I'm doing is, I'm not going to get a paycheck of any kind for yeah. anything that I'm doing today or, you know, at the end of the month or like I have no active income. Yeah. So that is really, I mean, I, it's 
truly very scary. Um, it's very scary. Well, but, and also, um, it just kind of goes right in, right against the thing that we've been told to do our whole lives, which is produce and, and my... Um, produce. Yeah, and when I, when I was, like, maybe four or five months unemployed I was talking to I was I was talking to somebody about doing some kind of job and somebody came up to me and said somebody we were having lunch and one of my friends who had a job said oh yeah that'll definitely make you feel a lot better like um just what, you know, having just, a job like yeah well to she was just what did she say she said something that was so pointed like yeah you kind of like um it must be really hard to not feel like I want to say she said like uh, it was some word that she said that just gutted me and it made me feel oh. like uh, like I wasn't worthy and it was like it, it was my own shit it was my own fear around it but it was like somehow I was less because yeah, I wasn't yeah. getting producing yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a it's a totally I've never you know I, I've never experienced this as an adult yeah uh, so <laughs> it's so weird so weird it right counters uh, what our ideas are of being an adult totally mm-hmm. and it's um yeah, but I I promised myself I didn't I didn't promise myself a whole lot, but I promised myself that I would allow this time to be what it is, um, in in that I wouldn't worry about making money for you know producing income for at least a month, um, and that you know, but I but I am I'm not um, I'm still doing things you know like I I did promise myself I would write every day, um if not for the book, for something. And even if it's just a few things, you know, a few words, um, I gave myself that parameter because I know myself, you know, and I know that I need to show up for the the writing even when I don't want to, Mm because it doesn't just, if I waited till it comes, I would write like twice a month. And then, um, that's it though. That's truly it. And I promised myself I would do yoga this year, I, it just so worked out that the studio that I've been going to had like a May challenge. And if you, um, if you get the most, if you attend the most classes, you get a free month and I'm highly motivated by that. So (laughs) I promised myself I would do yoga and that's truly like the only two roles. I mean, there are obviously other, you know, responsibilities, like I have my daughter and I have other things like that, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and it feels like, it feels so incredibly amazing. There is the scary part, but I'm truly working to enjoy it and believe that I deserve it and believe that, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. So work life doesn't feel like work life. And I'm also doing the things that I, you know, we're still doing this every week. We're, I am still writing blog posts. I'm still, I'm doing all the things that I was doing on the side of my work that didn't feel like work and so I feel like um you know the whole cliche if you do what you love you never work a day in your life it feels like that's what I'm in right now so work is well it is work it's it it, it is even though like it's kind of one of those things like I mean you know I didn't make money and I made no money really for um for all of of 2000 and what year is that? 14. Um, but it also was the thing that lead, like led me into my, you know, second career. Right. So I looked at it more like I was investing in uh, building a company or, you know, and you're investing oh, in writing okay. a book and, 
um, and, and building, you know, your brand and, you know, doing your, you know, your, you are putting on workshops and you're, you know. Yeah. But there's yeah. also this other part of it that it's like you also get this really, like, nice, juicy, like, part of your life where you like we don't do our best work when we're under hot pressure we just don't we don't do we do like there is like this like there is a sweet spot when we feel like we have to get something done I mean I produce really good things at the last minute when it comes to projects but and in in general when we're feeling anxiety and fear and um, when we're in this, like, you know, kind of grind, yeah, we don't have, we're not accessing the best parts of us or the smartest parts of us. And the best stuff came to me from actually taking, you know, like, like, yeah, and sleeping so much. And it's amazing how much sleep your body actually needs when you talk, when you let it get sleep. It's amazing. I know it's, I love that you made that point because that's, I, I'm so used to, and we all are, most of us are, are used to, if I'm not full of anxiety and pressure and this grind feeling that I've had for my whole career, um, especially in marketing and advertising, it's just like, it's like a known, almost like we, it's like almost a um, badge of honor, you know, that you wear yeah. that you're in this industry that's such a grind. And oh my God, uh, I if, so compete. if I don't, yeah. Yeah. So if I'm not feeling that way, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, oh, work could feel completely different. And so I feel like I am every day I'm having conversations with myself that, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, where I talk about, I think about that, you know, it's, uh, you're, if I look back on my day at the end, it's like, I've really actually done a lot of things in the direction of what I want to be doing and produced, you know, a lot of, of, of beautiful work, but I don't have that feeling. It's like, okay, maybe you don't have to have that feeling. Like maybe that's not what working means, you know? And it, so it's a complete shift. Well, I think it's an identity. I mean, for me, that was yeah. my identity. I was always like, I mean, I could just see myself, you know, I was just so busy and so important and my like my boss and I we used to like I would say oh yeah we would send each other like emails all through the night my first boss when I was at my last company when I was in finance he was the VP of finance and you know he would be like I would be like oh my god I stayed up until three and he'd be like I was up until four you know I know and (laughs) yeah my whole career and then I'd feel inadequate like oh goddamn, Mike is so much more committed than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's sick, man. So it's it so... is, but it's our identity, our identity, like and our worthiness, especially those of us that are like just overachieving, like you know, driven um, individuals. And, like we, my worth. I've worked since my dad owned companies. I went to work for my dad, making seven dollars an hour when I was eleven years old. I started a babysitting yeah. company when I was like when I was thirteen, and I worked forty hour weeks. I have. I don't remember. Yeah, I know 45-hour weeks. I made $1,000. Yeah. I made $2 an hour babysitting two boys for oh God, 45 hours a week. Yeah, I do, unfortunately. But I, I have always, I have always worked, you know, and it's so weird to go into that space. And I know you're the same. It's so weird to go into that space where, I, did you ever, I sent you that post. Did you ever read that post about being lazy? Um, Yours? No, yes. I didn't. I'm sorry. No. Good God, I swear. Well, no, but the point of it was, 
Well, I, when do I send you posts and say, hey, like I have you proof, but I don't ever say, hey, here, read this. Anyway, good God. All right. So, um, well, I didn't listen to that music video that you sent me the other day. It made me annoyed. So, um, it made you annoyed? Oh, God, it was a love song. I'm so sick of fucking love songs. Wait, it wasn't a love song. Well, whatever. Um, okay. Anyway. It sounded like one. No, but the whole point of the art, that post that I wrote, it was called, I, I woke up, I kept on waking up in Italy when I qu- first quit my job, and I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was doing enough, but I, at the same time, I, my body was literally, like, shutting off for 13-hour periods, 14-hour periods, it was in this deep, deep repair mode, and I kept waking up at, like, one or noon, and this one, yeah. on this one occasion, I went into the kitchen, and my, and I was just, like, to my, my roommate, Gabriele, I was like, I'm so lazy. And I was just kind of saying it really cute. And he goes, he was like dressed and ready for work. Even like he worked a like whatever. And he was like, yes, yes, you are. And I just was like, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, then I totally, oh my God, that like the second that he said that and he'd been, he'd observed my laziness. Um, I just was like, no, no, I'm not. And I started going off on him, telling him how hard I had worked for how long and and then, and then he like literally laughed. He would just wouldn't stop laughing. And then he left the house and I could like, anyway, so the whole point of this was I freaked out and it stuck with me. I was like, oh my God, I'm lazy. Oh my God, I'm lazy. Because my identity had been forever that I was not a lazy person. And then here I am uh-huh. and I'm lazy. And I was like lying. I would like say, I'm going to go to the Vatican today. And then I would go and I would lay in a park like two blocks away from my house. And like, just like, like I wasn't even being that productive in Italy, you know? <laughs> By, yeah, well, by tourist standards, a better, yeah, a better place to not be productive. I know. Like, no, when but Liz I, Gilbert went to Italy and eat pray love, and she's like, "Yeah, I brought my yoga mat and all that shit, and just never unrolled it once." I did. I do yoga. I do. I did start doing Kundalini this last. No, I did yoga while I was there in my room, but I had plans to go to an actual Italian yoga class. That's never happened. I brought my like running shoes every time. That doesn't happen. Um, but no. But the whole point is, like, I went through this period of freaking out. And then I just had this really big realization of, like, what I had actually done with that time. What I had done with that time was that I had read so many books and I had drank, like, so many cappuccinos. I had written a ton of blog posts. And, like, I had, like, good blog posts, some of the best blog posts that I had written to that point. I had um, started to speak conversational Italian. I had seen, you know, I'd taken a couple thousand photos and I had edited those photos. I had done, you know, like, and so I was just talking about, like, I was actually, like, the end of it was that, like, I've been producing forever, but I've been producing for some other thing. And this finally was my production. Like this is finally like the production of Holly. And I was like, not, you know, and so I fought feeling shame about it. I did, but, but also I, I absolutely refused to give in to some idea that I was just wasting time. I was building who I am and I'd never done that before. I'd built, I'd built a shell of who I was that I thought, you know, was societally acceptable. So anyway, so no, and I mean, luckily, you know, like I've heard you talk about that a lot, and I, I, so you don't need um, to read the blog post. <laughs> well, no, I want to read it, but I, but I, it's a really I good have one. enough people with experience and my own to know that I'm not giving into it. Like I'm truly not. Yeah. I'm not sitting there struggling against it. It just comes up, you know, when I'm I'm driving and run like running a couple errands. I'm like, God, I really just want to go back and sleep right now. And it's like, no, you need to do this or this or this. And it's yeah. like, nope, nope, yeah. you don't. You're going yeah. to sleep. 
Yeah. No, it's so fantastic. It really is. And I yeah. and and here's the thing. The funny thing is, at the end of the day, I actually in that year. I mean, the stuff I pulled off, even though it felt like I was pulling nothing off, even though it felt like yeah. I was doing nothing. When I actually, and like from this vantage point, when I look at what happened in those nine months, I started my like I started my company. You know, like, I know. And yeah. not only that, I also was volunteering at Hell Two Point I ran a couple of like. Um, uh, oh, no, I can't. Uh, breakout groups. Like, I ran. Like, I learned. Anyways, I did all sorts of shit, even though it felt yeah. like I wasn't doing anything because I wasn't well, making a paycheck. It's coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. not getting a paycheck. I mean, yeah, it is um, <clears throat> it is so it's so different. Yeah. But, uh, but I I am, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I love it. It's, it's scary because I don't, you know, I don't know what the next, what this journey, the, you know, sobriety has really taught me one of the big things is that I have no idea what is going to, what things are, how things are going to turn out, you know, and I can't future trip it. It's, it's like a futile effort to future trip it. I I know things that I want to happen. Um, but the only thing that's happening is what's happening right now, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, uh, that I don't, um, I know, even if I tried to guess what would happen, this is how I feel. If I, if I stay sober and I really, you know, focus on that and my recovery first, then I know whatever I expect will so far surpass my expectations of what I could imagine for myself. Um, you know, if I show up and I do the work, I have no, and, and it might look like I'm really tied to this idea that I'm going to publish a book. And I, I think I will, um, but it probably won't be on the timeline, I think. It might be sooner. It might be later. I I don't know. You know, I think I know what this book is about. I'm like, you know, maybe a third, maybe a half of the way through, but I don't know what it's going to turn out to be. I think I know the name of it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all these things that I think I know, I, I realize like the futility of attaching myself to specific things, whether good or bad, because... It just never turns out that way. I mean, I, well, look you, at this. And you limit it. You totally and you limit, limit it. it. And yeah. you limit it and, and you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. I mean, who, you know, we're coming around to a year of doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And who, you know, I was running the other day and I thought about it. I thought about, you know, before we had done anything and you, you had said, okay, let's do it. And I went out for a run and we were thinking of the names mm-hmm. of what podcasts would be. Seed and, pod. Um, <laughs> Sober yeah, Village. <laughs> Sober Village. And we just, you know, who knew? Who knew that a year later we would get to talk to the people that we were talking to and have, you know, all this stuff would have transpired. I mean, we just have no idea. So you don't, you really don't. And it's always better than you can anticipate. I mean, and on some level it always is. In different ways. In different yeah. Ways. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my work life. It feels like a very, it's like, um, like I'm doing this really, um, fun, but scary dance with the universe. It's amazing. And creativity. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, yeah. What about you? I mean, yeah. What about you? How's work besides <laughs> all consuming and everything? It's awesome. I mean, I'm working, I was, I've, I've been working more than I've, um, I think I've worked since I started doing this. And, um, it's so, 
and it's I'm I really am exhausted but at the same time um it's not it's so funny like when I used to have a ton of work ahead of me um I used to not want it to you know it just was resistance was high yeah like it was I had to drag myself I was just thinking because last night I put together a module for my school and I was thinking of going back to this time in Costa Rica where I spent two weeks you know, well, shit face, but also trying to figure out how to stay in Costa Rica. I went to Boca del Toro, like where in Panama, and I met this woman who ran a wine bar, and she was from Texas, and she had kids, and she'd married and lived down there. And I was like, "How do you do this?" Like I was, I literally, I was taking it like because you, know, you wanted to do it. Oh yeah, I didn't. I yeah. was like, I wonder if I can just leave it. You know, if I just if I can just stay, you know, and just not go back yeah. to real life just because, well, I mean, there was all sorts of other things going on, but also there was a lot of, it was painful to get myself to do is all the stuff that I had to do for work, even though I was, you know, doing it. And this is just different. This is mine. And not only that, I love doing what I'm doing. And so there's yeah. no, like, there's a lot of work, which is exhausting and can sometimes, you know, really, really, um, you know, work against me and work against my health. But at the same time, there's just such a, um, there, it's, there's just. You're doing just, your purpose. Yeah. And right? it's so, and it feels so good. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind any of yeah. it. And that's, um, it's amazing. And so, you know, there's, so it's, uh, yeah. So I, I'm, you know, in the middle of doing, um, my school and it's better than expected. Um, in terms mm-hmm. of, it's so funny because I always go back to the first time I ever did a coaching call. My first client, I had to take like a couple hour naps afterward. I was like catatonic. And the first yeah. time I did this school after I do the calls on Monday night, same thing, catatonic. And, yep. you know, and, and as I've been moving through this more and more and more, it's, um, it's amazing. I've almost like built up this tolerance to, um, to being able to, to do it and not have it, you know, just, um, take the life out of me. And so You're it's getting better. You're getting more efficient and you, I mean, think the the difference between your first school and the school is astounding. Yeah. It's a lot you different. Know? It's a lot different. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's going good. I've been also trying to figure out how to. It's so funny. I, well, I mean, I you know I have a couple of advisors and mentors that I work with, and um, that have been with you know working with me for a while. And um, one of them I was on the phone with on Sunday, and I'm just like you know I'm sound like I I am um, I. I'll do anything to get this thing to move and to grow. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to him and he just, you know, kind of said, slow your fucking roll, you know? And, um, <laughs> I was going to say that to you yesterday, but I didn't. In what context was I talking about? Well, cause you were just like, I have this and this and this and this and this and this and it's happening. And I, you know, I know, well, I can't, I know all that stuff that's happening. I can't really back down from, I mean, all that stuff. No, is, I know. Real stuff. I know. Anyway, I'm not trying to derail you. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there is, but there is such a, I mean, there is, I, I, it's, it's, it's driven from a place of just knowing that on some level it can help so many people and wanting to be in that position, you know, and I also have this thing where I, I, you know, I hang out, I work at WeWork and I know, and also I, you know, last week I, you know, met with a lot of boys with money and, Um, Mm -hmm. there is this feeling of if I was a man, you know, or there's just Mm -hmm. this feeling that it's going slow because I'm a girl and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's uh, anyway, but, but anyway, talk to some women with money. 
I do. I have money. I have women with money. I do. I, I mean, I, I have, you know, I also have a lot of contacts in that, but, um, but there is a difference, but I know, I know enough about, you know, I know enough about all this stuff to see the male energy and how that works with, um, you know, it's just a different, it's, it's a totally different energy. It's not something that I, it's not, I'm not saying that I lack anything. I'm just saying it's a very different energy and approach to, to the way this, this all works. Um, yeah. And but you also know your work wouldn't be your work without uh, yes, I, yes, I'm, yes, I know all this. I'm sorry, I'm getting very defensive. Um, I'm just say, all I'm saying is I'm seeing like what I am seeing. I know I know enough to be able to see what the strengths are. It also is very when you start stepping into a place where you're looking at um, you know scaling something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seeing, you know, like meeting with other people that are scaling something, it's just, there mm-hmm. is this sense of if I was a man, there would be a much different energy around some parts of this. That's all. And yeah. so, yeah, um, so yeah, so it's just, it's, but it's, it's, you know, I, without going too deep into it, it's, I mean, it's perfect. It's exactly where it should be. It really, it is. And, um, and lots has happened in a very short period of time, a year and four months ago, I didn't even want to do this a year and three months or two months ago. (laughs) I was, you know, I, um, I was just thinking about, we were talking about Sean Korn and I was just thinking about her and what the Mm. context was that I met her in. And it was at, it was at Wonderlust in Oahu. Yeah, I remember Mm-hmm. And I was flailing. I wanted to quit. I was like doing my Hail Mary and um, with Mast and Kip and just like trying to figure <laughs> out like, do I become an accountant again? Or And um, and she gave this speech about fucking doing our jobs, you know, and about doing like going out there and, and, and standing strong and, and our resolve and our conviction and that we can't, you know, we can't afford to, to not do the things we know we have to do. And I started bawling on my mat and just like you know rising up with my fist and like <laughs> I will do yeah. this and and it just is that was not that was a year and that was last fe- that was late February last year it was not yeah. a, you know and ago. I hadn't even hadn't done this and I've done it three times and um I'm very very blessed and I'm very happy about where things are and I'm incredibly tired right now but also I don't mind I don't, I really don't mind it. I really don't want to escape it. I really don't. So you've read that post, um, that Mark Manson wrote about what's the biggest question you need to ask yourself. The shit sandwich post. Mm -mm. All right. I'll send it to you. Cause it's like, um, it's basically what you're saying now, which is he, said the number, you know, when, when it relates to your career, uh, or it could go for your relationships too, but he was talking about career work purpose, you know, stuff that when it, the question you need to ask yourself is what shit sandwich am I willing to eat? Like, do I want to eat? Because. Oh, I have read that, but keep explaining. He want, he says, you know, I, wanted to be a rock star. I mean, what guy doesn't, but I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be in a band, but it turns out that being in a band was not glamorous at all. You know, he had this idea of what he wanted it to be and what it was, was, you know, a lot of nights on couches and really not having any money. And he turns out he didn't like playing music that much. He wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be on stage and like probably one of his, um, attract a bunch of women. So he's like, 
you know, I didn't, I didn't really want that. I, I wanted the, the image of it. And it, that goes for everything. It goes for, you know, a lot of people say, I want to be an entrepreneur, but are you willing to do kind of what you're doing right now? You know, are you willing to do the, do you want to do the 80, hundred hour weeks for the, for what you're doing, you know, for the, for the work that you're doing, are you willing to do it? Yeah. Um, a lot of people actually aren't and that's totally fine. And then what, you know, or it goes for anything, any kind of thing you want to be, do you want to be, a lot of people say, I want to be a writer. Well, you know, until you do it and you know what, what that particular shit sandwich tastes like, because his point is like, there's, there is one for everything, but when your shit sandwich does not taste like a shit sandwich, you know, when, when you still love it, that's when you know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and that you're, you're in the right thing. I mean, no, it's I funny. I was this last week, I was just thinking, um, cause I was talking about, um, the possibility of moving to New York, um, mm-hmm. to, to work on this. And, um, I was just thinking I, I would do anything for this. I would uproot my life yeah. again. I would, I would sell all this stuff again. I would start over again. I would, you yeah. know, I would sleep on people's couches. I would keep on sleeping on people's sleeping on people's couches. I would move back in with my mom. I would be exactly. single. I would. I literally was thinking. I mean, that's where I got to this week with this, which is, I'll do anything for this. I'll do anything yeah. for this. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I'll choose this over anything else. If I die from this, I know that's being dramatic, but it's true. I don't give a fuck. This is what mm-hmm. I want to do. This is my. You know, this is my muse. This is my, this is my, this is my purpose. And so I, um, yeah, I started just thinking this week, okay, we could do this. We could do, you know, and just like figuring out again, like how do we keep on, you know, and, and I will look back on this and I will never want to do this again. <laughs> you know, like I'll, yeah. if I, if I were to be told well, right now, right too. now, yeah, if I, I mean, were to be, you're going to change. Yeah. And that's another thing he touches on, like what, you know, those, those things change too over no, time. No, no, no. Like, what you, hold on. What I was saying is that if I were to have to, today, if I were to say, if, if I were to come to me and have to go through everything I've had to do to get to here, <laughs> I would never, ever start. Right. Yeah. I, I would right. never start. But, um, but t- as of today, I'm willing to keep on doing it. I never want to have to do all this again, but I, today I am willing to, you know, basically, do whatever it takes in order to do it because I believe in it. You know, that's like, that's the biggest thing. I, that, that I, I completely believe in, in what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. And so it, um, it makes it tolerable. It makes all of it like not just tolerable. It makes all of it insignificant, you know, just totally does. Yeah. I get but, it. Yeah. So work life is great. I mean, it really is. It really is. It's fantastic. I, I'm so I don't know how what I did. I don't know what I did in a previous life, or I don't know what I did to get this lucky to do what I do. But um, but I did something because it's pretty mm-hmm. magical. So yeah, it's a, it, it, we're both lucky. I mean, this is you know I'm sitting here thinking <clears throat> how sort of um, frustrating this would be for me to hear five years ago or something. What. Um, just this, because it's like, I wasn't doing what I wanted. To do. I wasn't, you know, I, I would have said I have, you know, I have real responsibilities. I have real practical things that I have to do. I have, I'm married. I have kid, I have a kid. I have, you know, I, what if I don't know what my thing is, even though I did, you know, or how it's, it's just, there's, um, I think there's two things that I want to point out. And I, it, 
and then we can drift to the next topic. But, you know, sometimes people don't know what that it is, what the thing is that they want or that their, their purpose is. Um, and sometimes it's just following a lot of curiosities until you feel that. And some, I also do think that we don't always have to be a hundred percent aligned with what we're doing in our work for, for us to be fulfilled in this mm-hmm. way. I agree. You know, I, I mean, agree. I, I did my, I did this stuff for our two years on the side, um, because that's what had to happen. And it may have never turned out to be, you know, I might, it may have never turned out to be a thing that I got to do full time. Um, and it may not be that in the future too, you know? So I think it's just, you know, we're talking about us obviously in our own experience, but I don't want to leave that part out. No, I think that's so important because I think people feel, first of all, people fulfill their purpose through all sorts of mediums and all sorts of ways. It doesn't have to be like just, they, they don't have to, nobody has to have a perfect career that aligns with like their ultimate purpose in their life. Purpose can be met through all sorts of different channels in any end and in any type of job. I love this, like, I mean, I love that, where did I hear it from? Maybe James Brown, I don't know. Somebody just talking about how this man was, you know, he simply was driving a bus in between a hospital for children and the place where their parents stayed. And his job was to take these people that were in some of the most delicate and fragile places in their life, pick them up, drive them. And he was serving his purpose just by simply being able to connect with people and give people a part of their day and make them feel incredibly loved when they were feeling incredibly scared. And so, and that's just one example, but there's, you know, there's so many different ways in, in our vocation and outside of our vocation to do our work I mean it's just yeah yeah no and nobody and not only that like people do search for and and it changes and people you know people do search and don't feel like they have found it and met it and that can be so defeating but I think like um it really does come from like just figuring out whatever like really lights your fire and that can take time and also lots of trials and failure I feel very fortunate lots of failure I feel very fortunate that um that it was, that it was, you know, that at least for now, it might change in the future, but I felt really fortunate, you know, to kind of like be so fired up by something and then, you know, not only be so fired up by something, but also, um, you know, figure out a way to do it. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, a big piece of it is, is knowing, is like even being open to that idea at all, that, that there is, you know, that you, there is, stuff out there and probably already doing it that, you know, is your purpose. If it's happening, that's, that's where you're supposed to be, you know, and the people that you're coming across every day are the, you know, it's there. And then, you know, being open to the pot. Cause I, I remember thinking really specifically probably like three or four years ago that, well, this is just what I'm going to be doing. You know, like, this is just what I'm going to be doing forever. There's no way out now, but the work I was doing. yeah, Yeah. Because you know, maybe I'll do stuff on the side, but I just, I couldn't possibly see a way to today. Yeah. It wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have, but that's because our minds don't, you know, our minds are limited in how much we can imagine those things. You know, there's no order of difficulty in miracles. It's like, it wasn't up for me to come up with, uh, with it. <laughs> I just had to first be open to the idea that it, it could happen mm-hmm. and do the next thing and, talk to the next person and wake up and do my, do my work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So anyway. So that's work. That's Um, work. Okay. So what's the next one? What did you, what order did you put it in? (laughs) I did love next. I knew it. Okay. You go first. 
So this is um, my love update is pretty um, simple, I think. I'm not in a relationship right now. Um, I am, I, I guess I'm dating a couple people, um, but not any things seriously at all. It, like I'm, I'm not attached in any kind of serious way to anybody. And I am working to be really comfortable with that for the first time in a long time. So, and, and, or, you know, and not, not to keep myself out of a relationship, but just to be comfortable with what it is. I, I had a really interesting conversation with my friend Hillary the other day, and I was like kvetching over this, you know, one of the, this was a couple of weeks ago, I was kvetching over this situation with this guy that had me in kind of a, a hurtful place. And she's like, have you, and she, this has come up before, have you thought about being, just leave it, letting it all go for a while? Like just leaving this, putting the guy stuff to the side. And I was like, I don't, honestly, I don't really want to. And it was really hard for me to admit that because I have definitely seen wanting to be in some kind of a relationship as a weakness for maybe my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it was really, it felt gross for me to say that, but it was like, this is what's happening. And it's not that I want to find someone and get married and I have this idea of what I want. I, that's not what I want, but I do want a relationship like I do. And I understand that. And I, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I know, but it feels, but to me, but it does. It, feel, yeah, it feels it. like icky. It feels gross to me to say, right, I don't know. It feels needy or like feels, it feels needy and girly mm. and ugh. so I, but I said that to her I was just, and I didn't try to o- over explain it. And she was like, okay, you know, she, she wasn't trying to push me too hard, but she was just, she didn't know my history either. And I said, you know, I was single for my 20, my entire twenties, truly. I didn't date, um, there, I had maybe one pseudo boyfriend that I was a guy that I worked with, but I truly didn't date anybody. And I, so I felt, and it wasn't by my choice. It's just the way things worked out. I'm sure subconsciously there were all kinds of choices, but, um, I didn't date anybody. I wasn't, I haven't my, in my 38 years that I've been alive, I have spent much more time not in a relationship than in one. And then I was married and then I, in my marriage, really in, cause that was my early thirties, feel felt like I came into my own and felt way more attractive, sexual, uh, confident than I'd ever been. You know, I'd never been confident in my twenties, no, nowhere near it. Um, never been confident as a teenager, never felt okay with sexuality. Um, and so, but that was a mind fuck because, okay, well now I'm married <laughs> and, you know, then I got separated and I'm not married. And I, you know, that was a crazy period. And I did, you know, I, I slept with a lot of people and dr- that was the craziest part of my drinking too. 
but then pretty quickly after I got separated or after I got separated, I had to get sober. And so then it felt like there was this massive block in between me and a, and a connection with men, you know? Um, so I feel like now, you know, I'm a year and a half sober, more than a year and a half sober. I feel awesome. I feel so super confident. I'm, you know, I'm confident in my body, all these things that didn't exist before. And if they did, I wasn't sober. So it's like experiencing it all on such a different level. And so I'm like, I, I want that, you know, and it was felt really good to, to own that. Um, and to just say it, you know? Yeah, I do. I totally do. And I, I I understand it. I totally get it. And I, it's like almost like you want to, you don't want to miss this. I just, when I, when I was first, I felt that way, like very much last, what last, I mean, a couple years ago. And I was just like, it felt like a waste to not use where I was at, to not, to not be, when I felt that way to not, you know, I don't, how do I say it? Use it. Oh, I know. To not, to not be in relationship with men. Like, you want other people to see it. Yes, and really, you do. You do. My body was the best it had ever been. I was sober. Yeah. I was confident. I was having better orgasms. I was like, come on, come check it out. You know, come see the show. Um, totally. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And so I'm dealing with that, with not, with feeling like there's not something missing if I'm not experiencing that, you know, yeah. and being okay with being lonely sometimes and even though there are people in the mix sort of casually there isn't anyone that I'm really attached to and I'm not in a relationship I just got out of one a few months ago and so it's yeah that's where I'm at it's I've never been here before it's and also coming at it from this place where I have like I have so much going on in my life too like so many good things and it's not what I think about all the time at all, mm-hmm. but it's there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a totally unique place. Like I've never been in exactly this place before. Um, and it's beautiful and wonderful and exciting and wide open. Yeah. You know, I do love, love not being in a feeling stuck in a relationship. I mean, love that and that I don't have to answer to anybody (laughs) that I am I'm like adoring building my my life yeah uh, doing all the things for myself and focusing on my daughter and that's all wonderful but I do still like I want that I want that too so yeah yeah so that's me that's love it's surprising I didn't think you were gonna say that you know, we haven't really talked about we've we've been on a like not talking about men hiatus. Yeah, because I've cut ish. it out because I don't want to talk yeah, about men. You're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, good good segue. <laughs> What's, <laughs> What's going on with me? Um, you know, I've been in that period that you're in for the last couple of years, and really like feeling like, well, the, all of this stuff should be enough, but really feeling like. Um, I wanted that male energy, and I just wanted a partner, and I just wanted um, a companion, and I wanted somebody to hold my hand as I was going through all the things I was going through, and I wanted to have regular sex, and I wanted some, you know, I just, I have, I've really wanted it, and it has been um, a disaster, 
Every single one. And I never had problems. Like, I'll say getting, fine, getting a man before. (laughs) I had boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend starting from the time I was, when did I meet Steve? When I was 18. Um, And even before then. That's so amazing. But I had, you know, I was with Steve for seven years. I left Steve. I went to Adam. I was with Adam for a year. I left Adam. I went to Scott. I was with Scott for, you know, off and on for two years. Scott and I broke up. I moved to San Francisco and Alex came into the picture. Alex left the picture and Andrew and I were together for two years off and on. And then Andrew left the picture. And then the last man that I was with entered just a few months after that. And, you know, and then the last couple of years, you know, before I got sober where I was still fucking him, but I was, I was more, you know, enmeshed in, um, my love affair with killing myself. And so I just, (laughs) I had never, and then all of a sudden it's like, I mean, I haven't had a man that I would call my boyfriend, um, or say that I am in a relationship with since Mm -hmm. 2011. And it's 2016. And so I just, um, and it's not that I haven't dated. It's just that every man I have dated is like, oh my God, is like the most incapable person of expressing their feelings or, and is not, and is not anybody that can commit. And, um, and all of them just end in like, just, I've I've written about almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Because it's fascinating to me how um, it's just like trying to put a leash on a on a you know uh, put a leash on a bunny or I don't know like it's just <laughs> or, um, or cockroach say that it's impossible That's awesome. and so I just yeah I just like I mean it's. Like, let's just take Luca. When I was in Italy last summer, the guy that I'd been dating for, like, I don't even know how long, that I was settling for, comes to Rome after we, we'd had the conversation that he wasn't ready to be in a relationship, shows up, meets me in Rome, and at dinner tells me that he got back together with his girl, ex-girlfriend on the way there and that he, like, he thought she was the one. I mean, um... This last, I mean, whatever, I'm not, I'm not. So I just, it's it's really, really been this thing that's been kind of um, almost laughable just because every single yeah. dude, like, it's just not happening. It's just like, it's, it's, it's like working against me. And so, um, and my mom is always like, honey, I think right now you're supposed to be single. And everyone is like, I think right now you have enough going on and you're supposed to be single, which just makes me, you know, knifey, stabby, not knifey, <laughs> <Yeah>. stabby, stabby. <laughs> Um, and I, like my, my, like I've told you this before too. It's just like, okay, God, you want me to do all this work and yet you want me to not have sex or like, you know, go on dates. Like, I don't get it. And, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying, you know, like you think you do enough, like you really do think like you, you, you know, you you do good things, right? Like you stop doing all the bad things and you start doing good things and you know, you would just think yeah. That God, that God gives you a man when this happens. Um, I'm being so funny. I'm not. I'm not being serious. But it. But it has felt this way. Like, so I know. I um. So I've been, you know, and I keep on trying to go into this place where I'm saying I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm not defined by this. I've got enough going on, but I won't feel that way. I've said that, but I don't feel that way. And then just this culmination between Peter moving to LA and being the biggest fucking idiot douchebag. <laughs> ever and and then I dated this other guy who was sober and um and and 
both of the, like, you know, just same thing, leash on a cockroach. And um, I, it confounded me. It just confounded I me know, because I, just I keep think I'm, a, confounding. I'm adorable. I think I, I am not bad looking and I'm funny and I'm smart and like, you know, go down the list. I've got stuff, you know, but it's like. You have lots of stuff. But it doesn't, it's, it's like I am the most undateable woman in the entire world. And that's, that's how it has felt. It literally. Mm. And so for a long time, I've been coming at it like this. Okay. I'm just going to keep going through it, and I'm going to try. I've been going with the Marianne Williamson approach from Return to Love, which is love your brother. Send your brother more love. Release your brother. And I'm I'm just, like, going through this thing, and I'm like, I'm going to stay with this. I'm going to send love to my brothers. And I know that this is my problem, and I'm not going to be that girl that says, fuck this shit. I'm not going to be the girl, you know, because that's not... That's not God's plan and whatever. I don't know. I've been just like going into this thinking that I had to stay with the difficulty and that it was just, if I just, you know, did like that calling in the one bullshit where it's like, oh God. put two, you know, don't have your bed up against a wall. Release your stuff about your dad. <laughs> Go back here and figure out what agreements you've made. You know, it's great, but also at the same time, it's just like writing little letters to the fucking you know, man fairy and saying, you know, here, tonight I, you know, I I put two beds, I put two night tables by my bed to prepare for him to come lay in my bed. Will you send me the meds? You know, it's just crazy shit. And so I've been going through this thing and holding myself to this like place of thinking that I had to keep fixing something in me and yet denying the fact that I really fucking am sick of it. And also that I, that what I, what I think, what, what's like the biggest, most obvious thing from here is that I think I'm missing something in my life because I don't have a fucking man. That was the most obvious thing to me was that I think I somewhere in here need some other guy there to reflect back to me. That's what I want. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I want to be held and I want all that shit. But also, the main thing is I want a man to reflect back to me what I can't reflect to myself. I want someone to see what I'm doing. I want somebody to actually see, you know, my cute outfits and my, you know, stronger biceps from all the yoga. And I want somebody, you know, know. to see my new tattoo that's very close to my vagina. You know, like, I can't show that off to everybody. And I just want that, (laughs) you know, I want that stuff. And all of a sudden, I just had this break. I was lying in bed, and I'm sitting there feeling that same stupid feeling that I felt too many times, which is, what is wrong with me? And I literally just raised my finger up to the ceiling and said, fuck you, God. Like, fuck you. And I had this, like, major meltdown, and I'm really sorry if I'm offending anybody, but this is what happened. And I had this major meltdown, and I I came and I sat in my chair, and I kicked my legs out the window. It was, like, 11 o'clock at night or, you know, before, t- whatever. And I, I just said this thing, and I said, I'm so fucking done. Like, just, I like, I... I got really, really, really pissed off. And um, and at God and Jesus, I'm not sure why, but sometimes there's nobody left to get mad at. And, <laughs> and I also made clear, I was like, this is not reverse psychology. I'm not getting mad just to, like, get you guys, you know, like, I'm just mad and I'm done. And so, um, and that's where I'm at. I'm done. And I told, you know, 
I am angry. I am. I am so fucking angry at so many different things. I have for so long completely sacrificed my needs and my wants because of the stupid fucking idea that I need a man to complete myself. I have literally sat around and tried to catalog what is wrong with me without thinking what the fuck is wrong with them, without thinking what the fuck is wrong with this whole situation that I even think I need to have a man. And so I am, that's where I'm at. I mean, that is where I am at. I am angry. I am done. I am happy that I'm single. I haven't thought about men. I started texting the one that I used to fuck just so I could like get a little like, I don't know, sex stuff out of me. But I don't want a man right now. And I'm actually saying that with the truth. And I actually, and and I, to the men that listen to this, like the men that listen to this are such special men. They're, you know, like, please, please procreate. Please in a real good way. In the, in oh, like in the best way. In the best way. Like you, like. But I, so, to the men listening to this, I'm sorry that uh, that you have to hear what I'm about to say. But I right now am embracing my man hating self. I am. I just <laughs> yeah, am, and I am embracing the ridiculousness of what our society has said that we, when we value ourselves based on a relationship status, or we feel that we are not like there is. I am to all the women who have ever felt that there is something wrong with them because. Some fucking pussy idiot man made you feel that way, or because our society did. I'm telling you, it's okay to be fucking pissed off. You don't need the shit. That's where I'm at right now. So I'm sure, like, I never, like, I have tried to stay away from this area, right? I've actually tried to prevent myself from feeling this because it feels wrong and it feels like, well, those are my issues. And it's also because I just can't get a man and all of this stuff. Oh, totally. No, I get it. I don't care. I feel this way. I really do. And I was explaining to Megan. I was just like, nope, man hater right now. And and then also saying awesome. I really want to have sex and she's and that I really love men, you know, and peni. And like she says, um, I, I don't think you that, say peni. And she said, I don't think that you can like can you feel that way? And I was like, Oh fuck yeah, yes. I can feel whatever way I wanna feel. Like I get to yeah. feel this way right now. Um, so yeah, so that's, it's, and it's just liberating. I'm reading this book called All the Single Ladies that talks about how single women, how much single women have actually shaped the world that we live in today. They're some of the most powerful influencers and, um, and I'm just like, yeah, so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I love it. Yeah. I I wanted for a while for, for fucking Peter to text me just so I could say something awful. I don't even want to fucking talk. I don't want any of them. I don't want any of them. I deleted all my stupid dating apps. So, yeah. So, so that's where I'm at with love. (laughs) I love it. I think it's, I I get it. You know, I, I, I think we take great lengths to not go to that place because it's like, I don't know, for all the reasons you said. And I think it's well, awesome. It's a stigmatized place to be. It's a, oh, she oh, can't get a sure. man place, you know? She's a man hater. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. But no, I love it. I, I, um, I think it's awesome. I think yeah. It's perfect. I am not going to allow my value any longer to be tied into this idea that, that, that there's something off because I don't have a relationship. I am, I'm not, I, that's what I'm refusing the most about this, which is that there's yeah. something missing. There's nothing missing in my life. My life, there's, there's literally nothing missing. I am exhausted from how much it's, there's nothing missing, you know? And I know. so I just, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I need to stop talking about it before, like, you know, <laughs> I breathe fire <laughs> into my microphone. <laughs> Vaporize. 
Yeah, so what's the next one? So the next one is sobriety. <laughs> I love how we do this because oh. it's requisite. How um, is my sobriety? Yeah, this will be quick. <laughs> um, truly, I have like three words. My sobriety feels really good. Mine does That's too. All. Mine does too. Next. Next. Um, home life. Home. Um, so, gosh. Um, my home life is beautiful right now. It's one of my, the, the best things about my life right now. I, um, this time off has really, oh gosh, where do I start? A bunch of ideas are coming up. So I, I have not owned, I've only owned a place in once and it was with my ex-husband and I have always kind of, I mean, drinking like we did and your home being a place that you disrespect, at least for me, go hand in hand. You know, I, I always felt kind of like my place looked nice and fine, but it felt, um, I'm taking like great care of my physical space now and it feels so good like little projects that I never really paid attention to like gutting the stuff that I don't want in my my physical space anymore and just getting rid of it um I got rid of the rug the other day that had zillions of wine stains on it the one that was in my living room and that I always kind of hated because I got it because it was cheap that was all I could afford because I was always in a financial tailspin and it shedded like crazy and it was white and black and it had turned to like cream gray and black. And it was just, you know, I, I finally got rid of it and I laid down a new rug and there's a lot of stuff like that, you know, going on. I have beautiful art on my walls. A lot of it is art people have given me for, um, you know, people that read my stuff or, that I've connected to through this or through our, um, through Facebook and that is beautiful. And I don't know, I just physically, I'm really, I adore coming home and I love being here. And, um, so that's that. And then, you know, my, my girl is here. She's with me this week. Um, so I have this, my home feels very different when she's not here. It's like, I have two kind of existence, two existences. Um, at home. And one is when she's here and one is when she's not. And she's here this week. And so it feels, you know, it feels like I'm a mother in this home when the other weeks, it feels like I'm a single. (laughs) Yeah. But in a good way, like I I, I I love that quiet space and time too. Um, So there's that. And, um, I, have won a cat for the first time in my life, which I posted about. And I was like, I, you know, I get, I've, oh, I was like vehemently opposed to cats for my whole life, really. I'm not a cat person. I am a dog person. And, um, cats are the best. I don't want to hear about your cats. And what? now I'm like, yeah, I've always been like that. And I, and Who now I'm like, hear I, about cats. Sorry. And I didn't, I didn't. And, um, now I'm like, I, I have this, pull towards getting a cat and I'm kind of excited about that and 
No, my home life is beautiful. I love it. I love being here. I love puttering around my house and my life with Alma. And she's wonderful. I mean, she's a really difficult kid in some ways and she's so stubborn and, you know, she got so angry at me the other day that she tore down all of the art on her walls in her room and ripped them into pieces. And these were all things we drew together. I drew for her. She drew for me. (laughs) So that, you know, that's kind of, um, the mothering space I'm in right now. That's what's going on with us. But, um, what did she get mad at you about? Well, it was the day that I said to you, I, I had like a parenting low. She's, you know, part of this is just being a kid. Honestly, I don't really know um, what is, I don't, I, I was talking to my friend about this. I don't know kid psychology. I This is my first time being a mother, totally making it up as I go, as we all do. And so I don't know how to, I don't know in what moment I should allow her to feel her feelings, uh, what moment to give in to something, what moment to not give in. But she wears me down like completely with her, she's incessant requests for a thing, you know, I want to, I want Cheetos on the way home. No, you're not doing that. And she will ride that until we either have a meltdown or she moves on to something else that she wants. If she has she's ice cream, me. she wants she's two me. scoops. If she, <laughs> she's, she, if she wants ice cream, she wants two. It's a constant negotiation with, and okay. So the one or two things that I just, you know, gave examples of no big deal. Any of us could handle negotiating with someone at that level, but to do it, for a week straight when you're the only one negotiating with this little mighty full person is totally fucking crazy exhausting. And I was, she, I don't even know what she was asking for. Um, but she just, you know, I, I'm worried that I'm creating a brat of a monster, you know, and she's an only child and I have all these fears that I'm just creating an asshole. And, um, so she wanted a thing and I was so tired of her wanting another thing that I screamed in the car. You're never fucking happy. Like I lost it and it was a rage scream and I don't use those words with her. Yeah, I don't. I know. Um, and, but I lost it. I fucking lost it and it got real quiet in the car and she just goes, how would you feel if I said that to you? And I didn't answer. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't answer. I was, I could feel my heartbeat in my temple. You know, I'm like driving the car. I'm like, just drive. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I had just asked you how you, because I I mean, other people's kids, you know, I, 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 I don't know how you do it without, um, I don't know how people do it. I don't without, you're always so, you're always so, um, I don't know. You just respond very nicely. And I had said, how do you not lose it? You know, like, how do you not lose it? And, um, and then you oh, said funny I, I thing. <laughs> yeah, I do lose it. I, I lose it more often than I would like to admit, but, um, but I don't, I don't use those words with her. You know, I don't. No, I know. I, I know. I don't, I, know. I don't, that's not like a common occurrence, but and but I'm her for being uh, so smart and then just throwing it right back at you like that. <laughs> that's where I was. But so the answer to your, that was a long winded answer to your question. Why did she do that? That when we got home, she blazed up to her room 
slammed the door and tore down all of her art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, God, I don't know, man. It's so, oh it's God. insane. There's nothing more insane yeah. than trying to be responsible for a human. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. No idea what I'm doing ever, ever. Um, but other than, you know, so there's that with home life and, but that, you know, it's, it's still a good, I, I mean, I just figure I'm going to pay for her therapy. <laughs> She's going to need it for something. I'm totally going to fuck her up in some way, but I'm not do. fucking her up like I used to. Um, and I can deal with that. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a good way to approach things. <laughs> All parents How's your home out. life? I'm about to be in your home. I know it's so <laughs> weird, and I this time next next week I'll be there. I know, and my, I had to let my house cleaner go this last week because I need to find a new house cleaner before we get here. Um, I keep thinking yeah, that, that shit better be clean. I know <laughs> it will be. Um, it's organized. I've been very good at picking up after myself. Um, I've been trying to set the habit of your. I've been. I've been trying to set the habit of of not leaving anything out ever. Um, of just the second I pull anything out, because my sister made this uh, when Megan was here. Megan was staying with me when we were uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, my sister was over at our apartment and was talking. And all my cabinet doors were open, and my sister said, "You know, my parents were like the cleanest people I've ever met in my entire life. I I can't." I don't know how, I don't know how, but they both are just neat freaks, and I, uh, and I'm not, and my sister's definitely not, and no, um, I, every, like, my car, I keep my car clean, I refuse to keep any crap in my car, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I do, when I'm extremely tired, I will start letting things go, and I'll just, I'll let my clothes pile up, and I'll, you know, um, yeah. it's like I keep it up and then I don't know, maybe every five to six days, it's just like, you know how it goes. You, you mm-hmm. know, you dig through your purse and then you don't put everything back in it and that's a pile. And then you walk away from that oh, and yeah. then you go to the bath, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, my whole apartment looks like, you know, the Tasmanian devil's been here. An so explosion. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to, um, pick up after myself. Like last night I was just like, and being very like being compulsive about it and, um, and it's working, it's, it's staying much neater. And, and when you have a neat apartment, it's just the, the world, Ugh. the world shines brighter. Um, don't you feel, do you, cause the, the reason I do it is cause I feel so anxious when there's stuff. Well, I can't, around. I can't, it's depressing to me. I can't go yeah. out and do the work I do and then, and be sitting. Like if I was, what if I'm like, what if this, like, and I, I did this once, like I teach a video on, on recovery and, and if like they, you know, if I turn the camera, <laughs> Your place is in the background, yeah. no. And if I turn the camera and they're, and like everything's, you know, it's like, Oh God, I can't, no, I can't. It's all, it just feels fraudulent. Um, mm. And yeah, but also it's just, it is, it's very depressing to have a place, um, that feels that's, Oh God, it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right. Um, so I'm like a, I'm a perfectionist neat freak, um, with a, uh, with a type B alter ego. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny. I'm like, I'm a, you're a type B with a type A A alter ego. ego. Yeah, you are. Mm -hmm. You really are. Um, yeah, I would think between the two of us, like your your level of clean at home is 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 what um what I would assume I had, and but it's not. You're, yeah, you're, I know that's funny. It was very. It really kicked in when I had a um a kid, like really kicked in. Yeah. Because there's just more shit, and it and the the crazy gets um, out of control. And then when I got sober, it 
it is like new heights. Yeah. 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 So, um, totally cool so that's about my, that's, that's about my clean, my clean, clean habits. My, um, anyway, I'm so tired. Okay. So home life is great. I just, um, I came from New York where I love being and, um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say it cause it might not be, but I just have this like feeling it'll end up there sooner than later. Mm, me and too. And that, that I will. Oh yeah. You know, oh, that. I, thought I, you meant you. You, I thought you meant you too. Um, no, I don't think I'll live in New York, I didn't but think I know so. I, I have a piece of my life there. I know that for sure. Yeah, I feel like, well, it feels like home to me. It just, like, I've I've been there. That was probably, like, my 30th trip out there. And um, I, um, I, it just, it feels like, um, it feels like home on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Like an energetic level? Um, but also just on a, I know I've been there long, you know, I know how to get around it. I know where things are. I, um, I, and I, it just, I, I don't know how to say it other than just to say it just feels like a, it feels like a good fit and it's kind of, it's always felt like a good fit. It always Yeah. Well, I think some places just are, you know, that immediately. I mean, I felt that way with Boston and I'd never even been here. Yeah. You know, like I must've lived here in another life or something because the second the, my friend said, let's go to Boston. It was like, done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I don't feel that way about Boston or really any other place. Um, LA is mm-hmm. lovely, though. But I, my home life is great. I mean, I um, have a new bed, and that's exciting. And um, mm-hmm. I've never had – I haven't had, like, an adult adult bed. And I have an adult bed now. And that feels that's very so – It is. I keep on sleeping on the, side, the tiny little corner of it and then forgetting that I actually have a, a very large bed now. Um, so I slept diagonally last night. Um, that's awesome. You're like, I'm taking this piece up and take this bitch up. All right. And then, um, I live close to my family, so I get to see them a lot. And that's just, I mean, I can't, there's no, there's no, um, there's on no, that. it's the best thing that's, that's happened to me. I love, um, I love being around them. I do like all of them, that whole bunch. And they're very good at making me feel like I'm part of their family. And I, uh, yeah. So I feel, I, I keep on thinking, do I, do I take Laura over there or not? Um, <laughs> oh, I would love that. I, I, I never love your mom. Like I need to meet your mother. Oh yeah. She's awesome. Um, my mom is, um, my mom is a very, she's one of a kind. Um, she's one of a kind. Um, but she doesn't live here, just so you know. I know. Okay. You will not be meeting my mom. Anyway, so, yeah. I mean, it's my home life. I, I'm sitting amongst a home that I'm not nesting in. My plant, I've let two plants die. I am not putting any art up. I'm very, very, like, when I saw that Steve Jobs picture of him in his apartment with, like, a Tiffany lamp, and a, I I just was like, I get it. I get it. It's, <laughs> it's for me, it is very hard to, to hang anything. I never do because it always feels like... Um, what if it's not the right way? I don't, it's weird. Um, so, and I don't, I'm just like kind of thinking, do, I don't know if I stay here or not. I don't know. It feels, it feels transitive and yet like it could be home. So I'm in a weird space. Um, I am just a weird space. Um, of, and it doesn't matter to be honest. It just doesn't matter. I, I, as you know, I know it's not like bothering you. No, if I, if I live this way for another few years, It'll really start to bother me, but it does not bother me at this point that I am not, I have no roots. Um, it just doesn't. It's kind of yeah. like, well, so. 
It is. We this is longer than I thought. We're at like an hour and a half. No, we're at an hour and fifteen. Oh, since we were started recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it feels so like a good place to stop. And when we are recording out. next week, we'll be together. Yeah. We're doing a couple of interviews and then, I, yeah, whatever. We'll figure it out. But yeah, we're going to go and meet Rob Bell and Elizabeth Gilbert and, um, yes. and, and Rhea. Rhea. Yeah. And Scott Stabile is going to be in town. And Scott Stabile. And we're going ah. to dinner with him. So basically, it's going to be like the best Sunday ever. Oh, um, yeah. Monday, Monday, Monday. Is that Monday? Yeah. When do you get here? Because I don't get here till I don't get there till Sunday. It's on oh. Monday. It's Memorial Day. I was wrong. Oh no, I was right. I was totally right. No, I never mind. I'm gonna shut up. Anyway, yeah, that's happening. It's gonna be awesome and exciting. Mm-hmm. All right, I love All right. you. Have a beautiful love day. You. Have a- you too. Day.